0: March Madness, living up to its name this year. We will break it down, upsets aplenty, as well as give you a preview of what may happen, probably won't happen. I'm Tim Kelly. This is the Courts and Fields Podcast. Well, we have been blessed with a guest for a second week in a row. But it's the same guest we had last week, Cody Peterson. Basketball, college basketball expert, and a big fan of one of the remaining teams. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I In the Zoom, it appears you are wearing the colors. Is it the
1: Cardinal and gold? I didn't say anything. We're, we're, yeah. Okay. Um, we I'm wearing the Cardinal and gold. Um, jumping on the bandwagon before it's too late. Uh, <laughs> Even, even though I didn't have the guts to pick them to beat Kansas, I'm going to pretend like um, that, that's, you know, I was ready for that. Well, hey. I don't think oh, – certainly no one expected them to beat them by 34 points or whatever. Would you say – well, let,
0: let's start off with uh, – <laughs> speaking, speaking of all of that, uh, how is your bracket doing? And are you in, are you in any pools or anything?
1: So I'm just in one small work pool. It's maybe nine people. And I would say I'm not currently the favorite, but I got, I have some dark horse status. There's a couple of folks that, uh, pick Michigan. So I need to root against Michigan to lose. And then, you know, bag on the Zags to get me a bunch of late round points. So, um, but it was pretty grim After the first two days, it was pretty pretty bad. My three-year-old daughter filled out a bracket based on um, me telling her what the mascots were. And she thought the Seminoles were the cinnamon rolls. Um, And she was wearing a turtle shirt, so she picked the Terrapins, I think, to win the championship. And after the first two days, she and I were were tied. like We were dead even on picks. So it was a pretty rough first couple days, but I think the round of 32 did a little better. How about you? How, how, how rough is it? I've oh, got, I've got, I had nine of, I got nine of the sweet 16. So it's not, not great. But.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I have it here in my hand. I have Gonzaga. Mm, that's the only one from that region. <laughs> <laughs> I have three from the East. I have one from the South. And I have one from the Midwest.
1: Your three from the East are a one, a two, and a four, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you did not, you did not have UCLA, I, I imagine. No. You know, I thought about it. course, we were talking last night or last week, and uh, I was saying how I didn't even expect UCLA to get into the tournament enough that you know, final f- the um, first four games, but.
0: Well. It, it's weird and i'm sure we'll touch on it when we get into storylines but uh, I, I, uh we'll 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 put a pin in that but uh how many how many brackets do, do you did this this pool do you, do you fill out multiple brackets or are you uh
1: so i there've been years where i'm in multiple pools um and i think i think it's i consider it ethically okay to fill out different pools differently and kind of hedge your risk and try out different strategies but i think you just you need to like have some intellectual honesty and say there's one that's my bracket that's my real picks you can't go bragging on the bracket that turned out the best i think so what i do is i actually have a a paper bracket i print out and that's my real heart and soul bracket that i go off of and i i use green and pink highlighters to tell me what i got right and what i got wrong how what about you like do you think that there's ethics to Filling out a bracket, or are you a, just a slime ball? I no, I'm not
0: a slime. Well, in, in other in other ways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, brackets, I have some integrity. Um, I, I am in a so I'm in two pools. One maybe cost money. One maybe not. Um, but the one that well, I won't let you know. I, I do one with literally. I'm the oldest person. No, I'm not the oldest. There's a Personally, to me, but it's me and a bunch of high schoolers and middle
1: schoolers. Um, what is that? that explain <laughs> that, please. Is this a, is a Facebook group you started? No, no,
0: no. I work out with literally, uh,
1: oh.
0: I, I work out with uh, children <laughs> basically. <laughs> that doesn't sound <laughs> any better. Uh, I do a group fitness class, uh, where I am. The only adult uh, I'm one of I think four adults that uh, now pre-pandemic pre-pandemic there were a lot more adults at this thing. My my boy Dan he quit. Uh, Dan the banker he
1: quit. So then because you're training for explosiveness and athleticism and agility, you don't want you don't want endurance. You want to be you want to be rising up.
0: Well, let me tell you something. Uh, these little pukes because they're all in school. They're all in season right now. They if they're in season they get they don't have to do their little cardio session afterwards so i always ask the trainer uh if i have to do cardio and she says "Well, what season are you in and i can never give her a good answer
1: so what kind of an attitude approach is that you're paying someone to train you and you're out you're trying to beg out of sessions i'm confused yeah. What i'm confused what the purpose is
0: Yeah. let me tell you something
1: uh,
0: <laughs> as eddie guerrero was it Eddie Guerrero who said this somebody I think Eddie Guerrero passed in 2005 professional wrestler but well it's probably yogi it's probably a yogiism somebody once said if you ain't cheating you ain't trying Eddie Guerrero was lie cheat and steal uh somebody once mm. said if you ain't cheating you ain't trying and that's you know I'm cheating myself out of a workout but no the kids are um the kids are beating me one kid picked Drexel to go to the final to go to the title game
1: wow gutsy
0: yeah. uh The one that I'm in with a bunch of people from the Tri-Cities, I only go with one bracket. Well, I I have the brackets. My main bracket is the same on both of those. I entered four entries in this one. So I filled out one. My father filled out one who, you know, surfs the internet, whatever uh, Microsoft curates for him and whatever he reads (laughs) in the Wall Street Journal and the News Tribune and the Chronicle and the Seattle Times. My mom filled out a bracket there's
1: amongst um, amongst your nuclear family who's winning do you know
0: i am dead last the of the four the other four brackets are all tied the fourth bracket is my dad and i picking just randomly like well let's do this okay we'll do this with a title game of michigan versus loyola
1: (laughs) wow is let me ask you this yeah is it is it better to just fill out a bracket based on feel than I feel like I did, you know, I did a bunch of reading trying to like get smarter and several instances were like, you know, was convinced to change my mind and and it cost me. Like I was going to pick, I was going to pick Wisconsin to beat North Carolina in the first round and uh, after, you know, I think I read a Pat 40 article and he thought they were like, you know, a dark horse team to make a run and I, I, I just changed my pick and that was just, I mean, wisconsin house them i just no one really knows i guess is what i'm trying to say i i
0: I tend to like to go with feel now i will say this this is the least amount i've ever watched college basketball you know since i was probably five right yeah four four or five um it's a weird season it's a weird season um you we you you touched on it last time it's a weird it's a weird tournament right like the the home crowd isn't you know there's no there's no home there's no crowd backing a smaller school because they want to see somebody get knocked off, but we still have a 15 seed. I mean, we've got, again, yep. it's something else we'll talk about later, all these lower seeds. Um, but I just kind of went with feel, but then I, I think what I let is I let emotion get too much involved, right? Because.
1: Uh, in terms of just teams you don't like.
0: Well, I, I was, yeah, I, I was very insulting of Jim Beheim and <laughs> last week and in what were, I mean, you, you see this every year with him and they get in the tournament and their zone defense screws up teams that don't play them. And I picked a mid major team to beat them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then my hatred of Oregon, I mean, Oregon's a more talented team than Iowa, better coach than
1: Iowa, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I don't know if we want to get into the, the conference stuff, but you know, obviously that's a, you know, they had, UCLA bouncing Michigan state and then Oregon bouncing Iowa, but um, those are kind of the head to heads, but the, the PAC 12, what went night has went has so far gone nine and one Four of the five teams are still alive. There are five teams entered in, you know, the round of 64 round of, you know, in the five of 68, and now four of 16 left are PAC 12 teams, which I don't know. Do you think that that's, I mean, I'm not going to use the phrase, no, I guess I have to do you think that's East Coast bias stuff, or do you think that that was COVID and um, just a lack of just a lack of that the you know interconference matchups to kind of really see where the conference is stacked up?
0: I, I think that's a little bit of that. I mean, I think,
1: or maybe say let's say this again: Are was the Pac-12 underseeded, or is the Pac-12 like just getting hot at the right time? And it really wasn't any anybody's fault that it you know went this way.
0: I don't think it's anybody's fault. I mean, I think the problem is they just haven't really had – I mean, the last decade, the marquee team has been Arizona. And what has been Arizona's biggest calling card since Lute Olsen left? It's Sean Miller.
1: I was going to say scandals. but Sc- yeah. Well,
0: scandals, yeah. But, <laughs> but Sean Miller flaming out before. I mean, they get, they've been – obviously, last – well, last decade. But the, the 2000s, right? Ben Halland had UCLA rolling. And the amount of talent, I mean, they went to three straight final fours. And
1: I mean, he had, yeah, the PAC 12 hasn't been to a final four in how many years?
0: Yeah. Like, well, no, 12. Oregon went, Oregon went. Oh uh, yeah. You're right. Sorry. But I mean, besides Oregon last hasn't decade
1: won a, hasn't won a title. Yeah. In
0: a really long time. Oregon, Oregon went, I mean, but really it, it's weird though. Right. Cause like Altman, it just seems like literally every year it's a completely different team uh yeah uh i know that's not the case but it just feels that way arizona oh seems to always get talented players but you know they're not i mean they've been putting out the most nba or you know contributing nba guys i mean marketing and uh yeah. Ayton,
1: and I, mean, I think the thing with you know you look at usc was a six seed yeah um you know they didn't have a super strong non-conference schedule they lost to Yukon which was a 7 seed i believe yeah um so you know they had a their probably best non-conference matchup opportunity they had they 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 lost yeah um Oregon had had lost to Missouri which was like a 8 or 9 seed a 9 seed team um and UCLA had losses to Ohio State and San Diego State so it's you know you can look directly at losses they had in their you know early season non-conference opportunities and be like well we didn't didn't help ourselves i think you look at each of those teams and you know oregon you you mentioned the transfers right so they they hadn't gelled yet and then i think this guy will richardson has been coming on for them he finally got healthy mid-season and and they've really gelled ucla lost arguably their best player chris smith I think either even preseason or early in the season done for this done for the year. And so they had to kind of regroup. And so I, I just think it's, and who knows what, uh, alchemy, uh, Mr. Uh, Tinkle's doing in Corvallis to get this team. Cause you, 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 you predicted, it. I gave you props, man. That's you. You said the bees were hot and we're going to make a run. So oh, I, yeah. I, 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 I was completely incredulous.
0: Well, they kept, they kept going and it, you know how it is. I mean, it's just matchups, right? I mean, that, that, that's the other thing. I mean, we kind of touched on it with even a Syracuse or even another game. We'll talk about Loyola and Illinois, but uh, I mean, going back to the conference thing, it, it um, it's just not, <clears throat> I mean, you look at the other conferences, right? And maybe it's just, there's not the hype around it, but you're not getting those top 10 matchups, right? Like this year, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan were all top ten teams. Uh, then that worked out well for them. But like you know, you don't have those. I, I think the I think the Pac 12s problem is they're very good at stubbing their foot against uh, smaller opponents for whatever you know non conference opponents. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and this could be complete this could be complete hogwash, but it seems like. Maybe the Mountain West and the WCC are better mid majors on the West Coast than the East Coast mid majors. I don't know. I mean that, that. So when they schedule those teams due to geography, they play a San Diego State who's good, not great. A BYU who's good, not gr- great, and then lose to them.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I. I don't have a an answer. I don't think it's as simple as all the. Yeah, You know, the, no. it's not like the Big Ten hadn't earned those seeds, I don't think. Um, it's just kind of a – and I don't think you can say, well, the Big Tens, the Midwest is just big and slow. And, you know, or something, you know, simplistic oh, like that. Yeah. But it no, is pretty I... It is pretty stark for a team to – you know, Big Ten put nine teams in a tournament. One of them's left. And then Pac-12 only got five. And, you know, they have four of them left. It's pretty stark. I think the other thing is – it was kind of a quieter thing as a, you know, the big 10 had two ones and two twos. So they had these really high seeds from their conference, but the big 12 had uh, seven teams in yeah. the tournament and only one of those is left as well. So the big 12 is, you know, obviously Texas being one of in Kansas being the big disappointments there, I think.
0: Yeah. And I think with that too, like you're, you're talking about the big 10, like, I mean, Illinois kind of got jobbed with their seed, not their seed, but like, second on. round,
1: they got a, a tough draw with a second round matchup. Yeah, but, I mean, what but it, if you're a, if you're a one seed, like, should you know, if you're really a one seed, okay, they're a tough opponent, but you should still beat them.
0: No, you're not wrong, but but also like like someone said, you know, it's like what uh, Pat, Pat Forty. You're you're a big Pat Forty fan. Uh, he uh,
1: not after he led me astray on North Carolina, but he's pretty funny. I yeah, think he's funny.
0: But I mean, he he said. Loyola was an eight – it was a three-seed masquerading as an eight, you know. And
1: you're right, it should – I think they're the number one defense in the yeah. country. And I think people just – maybe people put an asterisk next to it because of their conference um, and the fact that they lost a few games in a, in a small conference. But.
0: And, and Ken Palm, who does all the, you know, the analytics and all that stuff, he had them as their seventh team, which would put them – I mean, not put them at a two seed, but I mean, teams yeah. five through eight are two seeds, right? So, yep. You know, so to your point, yeah, you're right. I mean, they should. I mean, a one seed should make it, but also, I mean, it's it's pretty nice when you get to face a uh, Oklahoma whose best player is out with COVID, right? Or one of their star players is out with COVID, or uh,
1: yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, I think that that. You know, the ones and twos are going to have a challenging game in the second round no matter what, though. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I hear you. I, 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 I mean, we'll talk about – I think we'll maybe talk about kind of – not reseeding the whole bracket, but yeah. kind of who, who we like going forward. And Loyola is is a team I really like going forward after watching them play.
0: I, I guess um, a historical thing would be dig in there and see, like, what's the best opponent a one seed's ever had to put face in the second round, right? Because I think when you get to the Sweet 16 – you know, all bets are off. I mean, I remember UW was a, the year they were a one seed in 2005, 2006. They played Louisville in the in the sweet 16 and Louisville was a four seed. And I know people were like, oh, well, Louisville should have been higher because they were like 33. They finished 33 and five that year. I think it was a final four team, you know, so you're kind of like, but yeah, yeah, it's the tournament at that point. Like your Sweet Sixteen. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at these other, you know, the other eight and nines. You know, Wisconsin seventeen and twelve, North Carolina eighteen and ten. Like, yeah, I mean, I clearly, I think the committee probably just were were not respecting the conference that that Loyola was playing in because they clearly, you know had a much and, more successful year in terms of win, lo- wins and losses. So,
0: And I, th- I think what people forget on these things, and they, not to turn into a – I guess I'm defending Illinois, but, you know, like a school like Loyola, they're going to lose some games.
1: You're just salty because you had Illinois. Yeah, going Illinois. Out, had a
0: championship game. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, like I, I think of that argument because it's, it, it's kind of badgered Gonzaga too, but, like, they're going to lose some games because one, you know, like I take Gonzaga, for example, BYU and St. Mary's – they they've been known to beat them because they see them they're not they're not afraid of them they know they're they play them twice sometimes three times a year so they know the thing same with the teams in Illinois and uh, Loyola's conference and you add into the fact too that uh, you're dealing with eighteen to 22 year old kids sometimes they're gonna gonna roll in and Loyola's gonna play uh, I forget he is Illinois state and they're you know or, or somebody and and
1: they're yeah, northern sleeping. Northern Iowa, Valparaiso, yeah. Bradley,
0: yeah, Bradley, you know. Uh,
1: I'll say this: they lost to Wisconsin by fourteen points. Loyola did, so you know you talk about kind of early season, you know, kind of sets start setting that NET ranking. They 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 got pretty well housed by Wisconsin, but
0: which is ridiculous in in terms of using. Well, I mean, you're right, you're right, but I mean, I don't know how much that should go into factoring in, you know, it, how it's
1: relevant probably, is it? It's probably the toughest opponent they had.
0: Yeah. Know, no, you're right. The, but I mean, during teams, during gel, teams gel as the season goes on. I mean, it's who yeah. knows? It's it's an imperfect science.
1: Yep. So, yeah. And I, I think they kind of, I think that they, can, they have to consider the whole season. I think they clearly, you know, do consider how well the team has played in their last, you know, 10 games or so when they're conceding them. But
0: yeah um i so sweet 16 as i mentioned six teams left final four i have just baylor and gonzaga left as i picked illinois and texas to both make the final four Um, okay what about for you how many sweet 16s how many final fours
1: i've got nine sweet 16 teams left um the um i think like a lot of people the midwest was just utter destruction um with you know one the three the four the five all going down um but i do have three final four teams and that gives me some hope to to kind of pull three. out my pool three of the four yeah because i had um i had alabama and baylor uh, as well as gonzaga so um and honestly i i I had, I, when I first filled out my bracket, I had Houston. And then I it was another one where I did all this reading, and everyone was so high on Illinois. Uh, I just I, I lost my nerve. But So,
0: so let's, let's briefly touch on that. Uh, how, how does that work, though? Because, you know, you look at a team, like you said, people were high on Illinois. Illinois won their conference tournament, lose in round two. Oregon State wins their conference tournament. Sweet 16, uh, you know. George,
1: Georgetown made a huge run through their conference tournament and got absolutely shellacked. Yes. Yeah. Same with uh, Georgia Tech, right?
0: Yeah. That was kind of COVID cancellations, right?
1: Okay. fair. You
0: know, I, I mean, you're not wrong, but, I mean, there were, there were a few cancellations. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wonder if that's, you know, I guess, I don't know. I I I guess if we knew we'd do better with our brackets, right?
1: There's no there's no secret sauce. Yeah. It's um it's it's purely a guessing game. And I, I don't think I don't think if you had college coaches, college scouts, or NBA scouts, you know, that watch more college basketball than anybody. Yeah. I don't think they I don't think they would do that great because they're just so, you know, like I think you said just a few minutes ago it's 18 to 22 year old kids you can't you can't predict who's going to be distracted so
0: well and you got adults making the decision and guys who play most of them played basketball at the highest level Uh, ESPN did an article on the all the the 68 coaches and who was the best basketball player and yeah
1: I read that that was funny
0: yeah uh but you know even even as much basketball as you know I mean what I think 66 of them played college basketball and most of it was D1. But even in playing at the highest level, those guys and, and being an assistant for 15, 20 years and being a head coach for five, 10, 15 years, they still make dumb mistakes because pressure gets to you and all that, yep. gems, you know? Um, so, I mean, for my bracket to do anything, Gonzaga has got to win, but that's not going to help me because everybody has Gonzaga. So yeah. I don't, I don't really know. I guess, I guess Gonzaga and Baylor make it. and There's just anarchy all the way around. I might or, or
1: COVID to. cancels the tournament and no one wins. Exactly.
0: So I can de- get de- my. Declared
1: a no contest.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, the, what the about. VCU, you?
1: The VCU treatment.
0: Yeah. The VCU treatment. Is, is there anything that you think,
1: I mean. uh, Yeah, I think I need Michigan to go down. I need Florida state to beat Michigan um, to knock them off. Uh, and then I just need Gonzaga to keep rolling.
0: I mean, I guess, I guess my best chance is that second bracket my dad and I created, where we get Michigan versus Loyola with Michigan winning. I'd probably win that
1: contest, you know. Yeah. So we talked. I mentioned reseeding. I, yeah. I sent you. I sent you a bunch of reseed. I think feel like yeah, everyone, yes, you did. every, every uh, sports publication known to man puts out a reseed in, of the Sweet Sixteen uh, this week, but um, you know, a bunch of them. I, you know, the ESPN one, the, the highest Pac-12 team was rated 12. So the Pac-12 was rated 12, 13, 14, and 15 out yeah. of the 16 teams. I mean, I just, I just don't know what they're, you know, and, and at the same time Loyola was like kind of in the four or five. It's like, well, we watched Loyola, you know, put on a clinic against Illinois. So they're, they're, they're now like a favorite. And then, I mean, well, I watched, Oregon and USC absolutely destroyed a two and a three seed, like in embarrassing fashion, but they don't seem to have moved up in your estimation here. But
0: yeah, it's funny because I was thinking about that when I was reading those articles, you know, and I mean I think I might have said this to you via text as well. It's like you, you get UCLA, you know, I know they were in the bottom of some of those. They beat Michigan State, who the writers all love Michigan State, and then they play I mean, they they, they beat BYU. State. Yeah, BYU, who was a six, but people will, you know, ah, well, that's a that's a second tier conference that they're coming out of, and then they beat
1: Abilene Christian. They got a nice, they got a nice yeah. soft second round opponent, but
0: but they get, you know, they're they're not going to get any, any respect for that. But I mean, it's it's the like you said, Oregon. Okay, I guess you ding them for not playing a game, but does that? I mean. I don't know. Does that does that hurt or help you if you get a first round
1: buy? Right. I mean, they played a two seed and ran them out of the gym. I mean, they had. It wasn't they, even close. They they had ten dunks. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. They were. It was like it was like varsity versus junior varsity. Well, I mean, they just Iowa looked tired, like they'd never played an up tempo game all year or something.
0: It, it, I mean, it's why Luca Garza isn't a serious first round draft pick, right? I mean, he was. He's going to be the best – he's going to win the college player of the year. Well, maybe Kisper might, but –
1: He he still put up a pretty heroic effort. I think he scored, like, 30-plus. He didn't have a lot of help.
0: Yeah, no, but, I mean, just the athleticism and – Yeah, he
1: was sucking wind, too.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you know, like – I mean, granted, all these guys are fantastic athletes and would destroy anybody I know in a game of basketball. But, oh, uh, yeah.
1: Well, let's be clear. I would be sucking wind night the, 90, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. first 90 seconds. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah, make it yeah. for the first TV timeout. I
0: get down yeah. and up, but I'm ready for uh, the sub. You're skipping out on cardio
1: at the end of your workouts. No, I
0: try to skip out on cardio. <laughs> I do the cardio. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but but, I mean, SC just – I mean,
1: Kansas.
0: I mean, that was
1: a- they, had, they had a they had a really solid first round. Like it's not like Kansas looked bad in the first round or something. Or no. Um. And and what was the stat you said? I mean, for twenty years they've been a four
0: seed or higher. Yeah. And they've had the same coach for literally that entire run.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not like they're new to the tournament or something either.
0: They and, have top what five top ten recruiting class. I mean. It,
1: they played in a tough conference. They played lots of tough games this year. Yeah. And they got. Shellacked.
0: I mean, that is.
1: Bushwhacked. I don't know what other. Uh, yeah. I, you know, Don't use any other terms.
0: I won't. I, can I say annihilated?
1: <laughs> annihilated is great.
0: Yeah. You don't want me to go off script here. Huh? <laughs>
1: I, th- I do think. Yeah. I, I just think. I don't know. I, I, I just think the Pac-12 teams got hot at the right time. I, yeah. And I, I, I didn't pick USC to beat. Uh, Kansas. I just, you know, I, I think USC has their own problems with free throws and yeah, they, you know, they, they hit 11 of 18 threes, which is way outside the norm for them. So they got, they got hot and Kansas had a really bad game, but still, I mean, for, for that to not be like reflect in, in my mind, reflected in how people foresee the rest of the tournament going, it's a little bit insulting, I think.
0: I, yeah. And, and I guess the thing, <clears throat> right. When we look at a USC or an Oregon, or UCLA even like, okay. Yeah. It's surprising. there in the sweet 16. Then again, I mean, Oregon and SC and I, and I don't know too much about UCLA top 15, top 15 most talented teams in the country, top 20 most talented teams in the country.
1: Yeah. I think, I think Oregon danced in, you know, was kind of dotting the, the top 25 for a while. USC was in the top 25 for a while. Not, I mean, Oregon States just, out of yeah. nowhere from
0: Oregon state <laughs> doesn't make, make sense, but
1: yeah. So what are you looking back at your bracket? Yeah. We, we both have a lot to be ashamed of, but what yeah. are you most proud of? Like what, what, what pick did you, what sweet sweet 16 pick did you have or made you know, first round upsets that you have that you're proud of? Uh,
0: I mean, I had Oregon state, like you mentioned. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I, I guess Oregon state, <laughs> I mean,
1: Yeah. I I think that's awesome. I don't, I don't think very many people expect, you know, I think people thought that it was sort of a fluke that they even made it in. So, and, 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 and and that's not totally unfair. I think they barely won their quarterfinal game in the Pac-12 tournament. And if they had lost that game, their season's over. So if
0: they they, they lost the conference, I mean, if they lost to Colorado, they might not have even made
1: this. Yeah. And I think that was a two point game. It was very close. So Uh, um, yeah, I think, I, I had I had, did have Oregon make the Sweet 16, so I, I feel good about that. And then I think a lot of people were bagging on Creighton. We talked about the this whole um, bad analogy that was used and whether that was going to cause tension and the team would just fall apart and they just played basketball. And um, I think a lot of people expect them to bow out now, but they've outplayed what mo- a lot of people expected. I think Creighton was a, one of the most popular upset picks, the, the Gauchos. Um
0: well, and, Vill- and Villanova, right? I mean...
1: Yeah, but I didn't pick Villanova. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, that, that, I mean, those are two five seeds that...
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, people are, have to be really impressed with Jay, Jay Wright and what he's done, because he's had to, you know, lost their best player, inarguably um, their best player, and they're still playing great, so... Um, I also picked... It's kind of the opposite side of the coin. I had... I. Picked West Virginia to go down the second round, which I, which was oh, yeah. accurate. So that felt good. Yeah. But more, more to the point, I was high on San Diego state. I was high on Winthrop. Oh,
0: brutal.
1: I was, I was ripping on Nova. <laughs> uh, and I think the worst is that I, I was a USC, I am a USC fan and I didn't have the stones to pick them to, to be Kansas. You know, a six versus three wouldn't exactly have been the gutsiest pick. And it was just an absolute, you know, annihilation, yeah, annihilation, as you said.
0: I mean, people will tell you who they are, right? <clears throat> and Shaka Smarts never won a tournament game at Texas. And I'm like, oh, he's going to the Final Four, you know, because <laughs> I still think it's, what, 2013, 2014, whatever, <clears throat> 12, 11. shows you how much,
1: bas- how much basketball I've been watching. I was, like, kind of, like, doing a double take because I couldn't really tell it was him because he had a pretty full head of hair going. Yeah, yeah. And Been, I always thought he was – Apparently he was—he's been bald by choice all these years. It wasn't just a you know necessity. Yeah, and then and then also
0: going against, uh, Syracuse. I mean,
1: yeah, I think you bagged on everything about Syracuse, other than the other than the mascot, which I liked, or, or you orange. liked and I didn't.
0: A lot of the oranges, <laughs> but yeah, I, well. He, of all those games you watched a lot, um, obviously the best game you watched was USC.
1: I watched I watched as much as uh, a fully employed father of two should rightfully watch. Um, so there's there's some teams I still haven't seen play. Like I don't think I've seen Baylor play, but I did I did definitely get to watch several games, like more than half the games for you know more than half the time. Um, I thought that the two best like second round games. Houston-Rutgers um, and uh, Texas Tech-Arkansas, those are both, like, really gritty, like, yeah, tough, like, teams – both teams play tough defense. Uh, Rutgers was up, I want to say, like, 8 eight or 10 with four, four or five minutes left, and Houston, like – Just didn't score, was, right? was banged up and just really, like, locked down and just chipped away and came back and won by, you know, two or three. Um And then the the Texas Tech-Arkansas game, um, some really good players on both sides and talented and physical and just, like, it was, you know, even though there there weren't a ton of – even though there clearly aren't a ton of fans in the stands, like, it still felt like a pretty charged atmosphere. Like, you could just Mm -hmm. tell that both teams were, like, scrapping hard. Um, What did did you enjoy?
0: Um, I enjoy when teams get annihilated. Like good,
1: <laughs> good teams like I, what you like like an upset or just humiliation
0: <laughs> I like, no no so here's the deal I watched the second half of Gonzaga versus was it nickel state uh, uh Norfolk State Norfolk State sorry see that that's how much respect they give him uh, <laughs> and it, I wanted to see I was watching with uh, one of my attorneys and and um, Uh, Alan C. Unzelman and I were watching the game and it's like, I mean, we're looking up like what's the biggest whooping that's ever happened in a, in a game and, you know, rooting for Gonzaga to get a hundred. I didn't really want that for the fine folks of Norfolk state, but you know, it is, it is kind of fun to watch good teams, right? Like, just even like the bench guys are coming in they're scoring and you know they, it helps they,
1: it helps you at least appreciate how truly good they are to see they, them play a mediocre team and just
0: just throttled. yeah it's, it's,
1: the disparity is pretty severe
0: so i'm rooting for points in that one but not not enjoyable but when you see oregon and I, and i missed that game i i was at uh i was in my at my office but when you see oregon just destroy iowa And when you see USC just destroy Kansas, you know, I don't like seeing Oregon win per se, but, (laughs) but it is, I do like seeing the lower seeded teams. I mean, just destroy, I mean, Loyola, I I watched Loyola in Illinois. Loyola dominated that whole game.
1: They were really impressive. They, I I think more than any team in the tournament, I think, if you ask, if you like ask the average high school coach who he want his players to watch, I think it would be Loyola because of the way they play. Like, yeah, it's like textbook defense. They don't, they don't reach, they don't gamble, but they're in perfect position. They, you know, they hedge and recover. They help. Um, They don't, they don't, they, they close out. Well, they box out. Well, I mean, they're just fundamentally and, and, fundamentally sound in every way. And I don't mean that in like the, um, in a negative sense to say that they're not athletic or talented or something like that. Um, they're just, they play basketball the right way.
0: No, but I mean, Illinois is playing heavy minutes to two guys who are going to be NBA players and Crutwig is going to play Europe or, you know, might get a cup of coffee as I as I mentioned, like my boy, Brian Cardinal, you know, but, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, just when you see the talent and athleticism and they just weren't, like you said, making mistakes, you know?
1: Yeah. He, he looks like, you know, you, you know an auto mechanic.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that mustache is horrendous, but.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. I, it, which mustache is worse, his or Drew, Tim, how, how is it, how do you say it? Is it Timmy or Tim? I,
0: I think, yeah, Timmy, uh, no. Uh, Adam Morrison. I mean, from <laughs> fifteen years ago. I mean, no, yeah, they're, they're both bad. I mean,
1: I think uh, I think Krootwigs might be worse. Yeah, at least, at least Timmy has you know some sort of a uh, aesthetic.
0: Well, and it, and it seems like uh, Krootwigs Kruig, is just kind of like it just kind of is just like it took him like a month to grow that. It's you know not
1: I, full, and it's not full. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still it's still a struggle every day.
0: Um, anything that uh, anything that was weird or annoying to you?
1: Besides the facial hair, some bad facial. Yeah, hair. I guess
0: I guess we touched on that, didn't we?
1: The uh, the uh, did you did you watch with sound on? Like, the, there was every game had at least one Coca Cola Coca Cola commercial, and the announcers had to awkwardly like talk about how much they love Coke. Coca- I just think that's awkward when a yeah. announcer has to pretend that they like a product it's it's awkward enough when they have to be excited about you know you have these guys calling a no offense you have guys calling like a college basketball game college football game and then they have to on fox and they have to yeah. pretend to be excited about wrestling <laughs>
0: well what do you mean no offense
1: <laughs> i just you know i,
0: no, I, I know i know it's mean, not
1: I, their it's not their sport put it that way and then
0: i, I, I loved it <clears throat> i mean and then
1: like one of them the announcer actually made like a I won't even make the sound but like the ah sound when you you know finish finish a satisfying (laughs) drink yeah they did that and it just I don't know just felt really weird and forced and then the other thing that was weird was there was a disturbing number of like play like players that had to go to the sideline and get wrapped up because they were bleeding like (laughs) every every third game had a player like Bleeding and had to go. Like, there's blood on the floor a lot. I don't know what that was about, but.
0: Um, <clears throat> that's,
1: yeah. They left, I, it I, all, they left it all out there this weekend.
0: I, I guess so. At, at, uh, in Indianapolis, maybe it's, maybe it's something about the, uh, the, uh, it's a con- high
1: elevation. The yeah.
0: convention center, right? Um, <laughs> I, I will say this. Uh, it was weird seeing the wrestling promos because, um, that is like, um, like my favorite wrestler is a guy, Kenny Omega. And like, he's in these commercials and I'm like, yeah, yeah. This is the two, my two worlds, come you know, combining. So that was kind of cool. Um, uh, I could, I could add photos uh, to the website of me and Kenny Omega, but no, it's just, uh, <laughs> you're like, yes, uh, no weird, annoying. I mean, y- you hit it. I mean, these, these, these facial hair, um, that these guys have um
1: uh, there were some uh, guys there were some guys yelling and one and then missing the shot
0: yeah pretty pretty I mean, audible it, it's a lot yeah right without the crowd you can hear things a lot more so it that that's always annoying because I don't like I, I don't mind trash talk but like you know like you said and one if you're gonna call it you better make it and if you, if yeah, you at least it,
1: let it if you let it drop let it drop and then yell it that's fine
0: but yeah just, or yeah. I, you should get like, you shouldn't get the free throw if you call it and you, and you miss. Like you, <laughs> you just called off.
1: Should um, be the penalty. Yeah. The
0: penalty. Um, uh, also, I, I know that, well, people hate Sister Jean. Really? Uh, well, yeah. Well, there's because some people.
1: She, gets what, too people much, what people?
0: Too much, too much uh, airtime, right? For being 101.
1: Because uh, they're, they're just cold hearted, cynical people. Yeah, I think so. Okay, Uh, cool.
0: It might be shticked. Um, Beheim is annoying. Um, I'm gonna which one? All of them, really. I mean, Buddy and
1: Buddy Buckets.
0: Buddy Buckets.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that. um, There was a oh, uh, in the second round the the, you'll love if you didn't hear this. Beheim was you know getting asked about his son after the second round win oh, and nice. he said he said i've never had a player who works harder like oh gosh I like there. i mean maybe it's true but he's had hundreds and hundreds of players in his in his career and he's literally never had a single player that works harder than his son i mean maybe but but even well, if it was true it just seemed like it was in bad taste to say it i don't know
0: let me get on my sociology soapbox for a second if you don't mind this will be annoying for some of you uh, <laughs> like right it, it's like those things where people are like i had to work and the, the buddy buddy buckets will be like i had to work <gasps> twice as hard as everybody because my dad was Jim you know what i mean and it's like yeah eh, yeah
1: i mean i received access to elite coaching from a very early age but it was harder it. for me
0: yeah, I literally could go to a gym or practice facility anytime that I wanted. And like you said, yes, while well, most kids to play,
1: no, <laughs> no one, no one. I'm sure that no one wanted me on my on the AAU team. It Didn't yeah. help at all. Yeah, but he's a good player, though. You can't be. You can't oh no, be no, no. no. He's he,
0: he's he's another guy. I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting. But that guy, as soon as he retires, within five years, he'll have a college head coaching job because of his last name.
1: He'll probably be at Syracuse.
0: Maybe. <laughs> you know. Uh, he better he better bring the zone with him if it, if it works. Um, so, you've got five roster spots. We can do this on our own. We can do this together.
1: Okay. How do about a- – what if we do a draft?
0: Do a draft? Okay. I'll give you the first pick since you were the guest. Is it a snake draft?
1: um let's just okay.
0: go here's the deal or, or i'll call it a cody so you get the first pick and then i get picks two and three and then you get four and five
1: okay that's fair yeah well, i'll go with that okay um first pick i'm gonna actually pick max ace knew i do to, you put, were. Up, to put, put up a ton of points uh I still don't really understand why his last name is spelled A B M A S and it's spelled and it's pronounced Asmus. I read somewhere that it's Germanic, but I, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand the story. But the kid can put the ball in the hole. He's and he's little and he doesn't care. So that's my pick.
0: All right, I like it. I will tell you this. He um... diminutive
1: in stature, though. So that's going to be a liability.
0: Yes. Um... Quick question about him. Uh, Do you think he – I mean, he's only a sophomore. Do you think he – you have three options. Does he stay at Oral Roberts? Does he declare for the NBA draft? Or, you know, there's a lot of power jobs open. Oral Roberts' coach is going to get an offer from somewhere. Oklahoma just opened up. He's in Oklahoma. Hmm. Um, Do you think he follows – mills to whatever job he gets next.
1: I don't know. They, he's got a pretty good thing cooking with his teammate who also puts out a ton of points. They've got a pretty good like pick and pop thing going. So I don't know if I was him, I'd just keep lighting it up. Like, uh, is there in terms of going this year? I mean, I think he's in the position of what else are you going to be able to do, you know, to maximize, I mean, he's six foot one. That's probably not going to change. No. So. Um, you might as well you might as well go as long as you can come finish school later if it doesn't work out i i would go um i mean he's clearly showing he can you know, he can score 25 to 30 points a game against the best college competition so i just don't think going back to any school much less oral roberts there's a lot to gain but if you're his agent is would you would you disagree with me
0: no i don't think so i mean
1: it says he i'm reading it says here he's six foot one, and 165 pounds. So um, other than maybe putting on eight pounds, that's not, not not a lot more is going to change there.
0: No. And, and I mean, it's kind of like Isaiah Thomas uh, was in the, uh, um, at UW, right. I mean, he got to the point where he was a junior and he declared, because what, what, like your point, he's not going to grow.
1: So yeah. Okay, who, who's your who are your two and three picks? Two and three for you, so pick, your first two picks, but
0: first two picks. I'm, I'm going Jalen Suggs. I love him.
1: I love Jalen Suggs. Um, yeah, he might be. He's really best. good, and and I he's he's crazy. He's crazy talented. He had, he had a pretty quiet weekend though. He did, but I didn't. I didn't jot him down just because he he was pretty quiet. But yes, it's a great pick.
0: Uh, and then.
1: He's gonna will, be a good. He's gonna be a good pro. He's just. He's just a gamer.
0: He might be the best pro. I mean, he might be better than Cunningham. You know, it just. He seems. Yeah. You know. Um,
1: I, I. He's got the mindset.
0: He's yes, kind of. Yes, the mindset. I mean, and he and he's super talented. I mean, the guy just. I read an article about him today about how he just is good at anything he does. Just goes out for soccer and all that jazz. Uh, my second pick. I'm gonna go with his teammate. I'm gonna go with Kispert.
1: Corey Kispert. Oh. Okay. So you're banking on some of having some, some chemistry. Chemistry and dude hits
0: forty-four percent of his threes. You know.
1: Okay. Um, I know who you're
0: gonna take with one of your next two picks, but I'll be I'll be interested to see who you take.
1: I'm I'm be, so I get two picks. I'm gonna take um. Evan Mobley. I knew
0: that was, I was debating about taking Mobley, but I'd rather have Kispert because I knew you'd probably take Kispert.
1: Um, and Davion Mitchell. He's okay. kind of point guard, uh, for, for Baylor. Um, so I'm, I'm going defense here. They are, um, I mean, Evan Mobley's a respectable, you know, offensive player, but he's one of the absolute best defensive players. Um, tons of blocks, tons of boards. Um, I mean, USC has the best two-point defense in the country, and it's largely because of him and his brother, uh, Isaiah. Um, And Davion Mitchell is a really good three-point shooter, pretty darn good scorer. um, But he's, like, I think generally considered to be the best perimeter defender in college basketball. So getting some grit with those two guys.
0: I knew you took Mobley. I should have taken Mobley. You know – I don't want to go with a theme here. It would be interesting to take your good friend, Drew Timmy. But I'm going to go with Jared Butler from Baylor. Okay. Um,
1: Really good shooter.
0: Yeah. Takes a lot of their shots, right? So now what? I've got two guards and a small forward. So I need some beef up there. So you know who I'm going to take? I'm gonna take Crutwig.
1: Oh, good. Good for you. So you've got um you're still pretty small though, right? Because yeah. Kispert is Kispert like 6'6"? Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, right, well I'm gonna I'm gonna route. Yeah. I've already got an elite interior defender. Um so I'm actually gonna pick up Garza, Luke Garza. Wow! To so I'm gonna have I'm, I'll basically I'll, Evan Mobley was gonna play the four, I guess, and Luke Garza will, will be a center. But he was he's he's seven foot and he can jack up threes. Like he hit he hit three threes at least against Oregon. I, I was really impressed with his offense. So getting some scoring and then uh i'm going to round it out with your favorite player um buddy buckets wow because I, I, between i'll have i'll have Ace Miss, buddy and luke to, to pour in the points and then i'll have a couple tough defenders with mobley and mitchell
0: since you call a small i'm taking cockburn from illinois
1: oh yeah he didn't he didn't look i mean i he 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 might enjoy being on Crutwick's team instead of playing against him because yeah. he made him look. Yeah. I don't know. Stiff. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he, he was sucking. He was sucking gas. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I think. I think you know. When I look. I had about ten players written down, and you picked. Um. You picked three or four that I would have had jotted down. So um, I think we're pretty aligned on. Some other guys, Ethan Thompson from Oregon State is doing a really great job. Um, Tim, Timmy's had an incredible second-round game. He kind of carried Baylor, or, uh, not Baylor, uh, Gonzaga. Yeah. The, and then the the kid they played against uh, from Oklahoma, Austin Reeves, was like a really. He had a, he hit a ton of tough shots. He impressed me. He played well. So, anybody uh, yeah. else you you if you had a sixth man that you would have thrown on your team?
0: Um, for a guard, probably
1: Quentin
0: Grimes. Yeah. He, I mean, he wasn't particularly great this weekend, but, I mean.
1: Yeah, he's a good scorer.
0: Good scorer. Um, yeah, probably him. I mean, if I want another big guy,
1: Dickinson from Michigan, he's a freshman. I think we we don't have I – have, I have to be honest, I haven't watched Alabama. I didn't watch either Alabama game, but yeah. I would assume there's – a couple really good. Uh, there's Herb, Herb Jones. Mm-hmm. Herb Jones. They're a really good three-point team. So, yeah. I assume there's um, at least two guards that we should have at least mentioned there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl from Villanova is one. Yeah. Chris Duarte from Oregon. That's one. You know. When we're leaving out. Yeah. So, well, you got a few. We'll... Uh, we we'll, we we'll we'll hit the home stretch here about what we are looking forward to this weekend. Who's your dark horse or who do you think has the best chance to survive of the of the, of the Cinderella stories? And I guess the Cinderella stories would be Oregon State. Um I mean Oregon State, Oral Roberts,
1: Syracuse to some degree, UCLA. Yeah.
0: Loyola I guess
1: yeah I mean I think Loyola is probably a dark horse especially you know when you we talked about how they were probably you know under under seated but um was the committee hoping that Illinois
0: would bounce them so they could you know kind of disrespect them
1: I don't know I I do like I I I do think that you know in that that bracket Loyola looks pretty good I I I mentioned that I thought Houston would have would pick it uh, would win it and then got talked out of it uh, with Illinois. But um, so in the Midwest, I, I um, they have a player Jarreau that's kind of banged up. So I'm kind of worried that Houston might, might not have the legs to, to take the bracket, but Loyola looks really good. I just was so, so impressed with how they played. I mean, they just were like, you know, up to them up for the moment, but also just played really well. I just, every aspect of their game, their, their defense. And they run these really nice crisp sets on offense um, in terms of the, the Cinderella's, I mean.
0: <laughs> can can I rephrase it, that question to you? Do, yeah. do you think, cause really let's be honest, Syracuse, UCLA, and even Loyola, I, there are two teams that are not like the others here.
1: Oral Roberts and Oregon state.
0: Yes. Yes. Do you does either one of them win a game this weekend? I wouldn't pick either of them,
1: but at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if I if if either of them won. I mean, Oregon State. I just I can only you know have skepticism for so long and, and continue to look foolish. I mean, um, I, that being said, I do think Loyola is the better team. Oral Roberts. You know they have that kind of two guys that have been putting up 55 to 60 of their points every game. So I would think that you know uh, some some team would figure that out and disrupt that and at least contain one of them and and pull out a win. But um, Oral Roberts can score, so I don't know. What would you? I I, I would think it's more bo- likely
0: Oral Roberts wins than really just because you just when you have a when you have a dominant player like Max uh I can never say his last name Acemas Acemas like Max Acemas like you said I mean maybe he goes cold but maybe the Beavs go cold but better coach at Oregon State or better coach I think Loyola's coach I don't know Musselman's good at Arkansas I just think it's more likely if a player gets really hot and can lead a team, which happens in college basketball.
1: Or Robert seems more capable of just sheer scoring power and and making a game difficult versus Oregon State. It just still seems inexplicable how they win.
0: <laughs> as far as the dark horse for me, I mean, it's going to be and,
1: and and match and matchups. I just matchups. I don't I don't know that there's anything that Oregon State brings to the table that Loyola can't handle. No. And I, I, you know, Syracuse isn't a, isn't a Cinderella, but certainly very few people thought they'd be here. I mean, I think their zone could still be a problem for, for folks, but we'll see.
0: I mean, Syracuse, Houston, well, Houston's a two seed, but it's more, it's most likely that Loyola, Oregon State, or Syracuse will make the final four than it is not. So, right? I mean, there's four teams. Houston's most likely to make the final four, but I mean,
1: yeah, I, so I, I think, I think the Midwest is probably, I'm, I'm, you know, looking at it with fresh eyes. I think Loyola beats Houston in that region, just because only because I think Houston did look a little shaky against Rutgers and they got, they're kind of banged up. They're one of their best players has this like hit pointer thing. And he's like grimacing every time he goes down the floor. Yeah. So, <laughs> doesn't look great. Yeah. Uh, um. So uh, um, what game that's, that's who I have in the Midwest Do you think Loyola in, in the Midwest? I think Loyola' is going to come out of the Midwest um, and that's that's not okay.
0: that's not hate for Bayheim either I mean I, I am I am one to rag on Bayheim, but I think you're right. I think they're just they're the they're an experienced I think I don't know I mean it's hard to say they have the best coach, but
1: you know at this point you have all very good coaches. So. Yeah. Are there some other games you are like, is there a game that you kind of have circled that you want to watch?
0: Um, of the games, the game I'm most interested in, uh, to be honest, um, probably, um, (laughs) Oregon state and Loyola really probably the one I'm most looking forward to. Um, but but really, uh, I think as weird as it sounds, USC and Oregon, you know, a, a pack, a Pac twelve,
1: uh, Pac twelve semifinal.
0: It's a Pac twelve semifinal. You know, um, I mean, one of them's going to the lead Eight. I mean, in terms of, you know, best probably best matchup, yeah. and, and I want to see.
1: Yeah, and see, it's kind of it's kind of like a Andy Enfield said it. I think in his post game interview, he was like, well. One of us, you know, on the one side, it means that a Pac 12 team is definitely getting knocked out, you know, in the next round, but it also means one of them is going forward. So it'll be good to have one team represented at least in Elite Eight.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, What about for you?
1: I think Gonzaga Creighton could be fun just because they're Creighton's not really a great defensive team. They just score. So it could be kind of a, a more of a shootout type game um i think i think gonzaga probably wins comfortably because they also can play pretty good defense but um that will be fun i think um i'll be like i mentioned for my bracket i'll be rooting pretty hard for florida state to upset michigan um those those would be kind of my my two main games i think syracuse houston will be like a weird you know if houston's healthy um, and, and playing the way they can, you know, they're really scrappy. And so their tough man-to-man defense against Syracuse is really challenging zone defense. It could be kind of like the most rock fight, the biggest rock fight of, of the next round. But
0: Yeah. I, I just like – for me, it's it's the Oregon State versus Loyola, the USC, Oregon. I mean, that, those are power conference. But, I mean, also watching Oral Roberts, see if they can do anything, you know.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun to watch the – uh, you know like even even UCLA playing Alabama I don't think anybody you know expects Alabama to lose so it'll be fun if 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 those games are close so
0: last but not least before we wrap this up updated final four
1: well and I'm not patting myself on the back too much cuz I like I said I did get I did not have a great first couple rounds but I do have you know three of my original four are still alive Um, So I mentioned, I mentioned Loyola is kind of my new favorite to, to take the Midwest, but I still think Gonzaga and Baylor meet in the final. Um, And then uh, I still, I still like Alabama plays good defense and shoots a lot of threes to beat, um, to eventually beat, beat Michigan or not have to, if, you know, hopefully FSU upsets them. So um, you've got a, you got a fresh slate though. What do you think?
0: Well, I have Gonzaga and Baylor, so I'll keep Gonzaga and Baylor.
1: Um, I do think – I do think I should say that if USC beats Oregon and that's at least a 50-50, you know, coin toss. Yeah. I think they could give Gonzaga some problems. I, I, just because oh. they're so they're – so, they're a really good defensive team and they're really long. I'm not, I'm not saying they would win, but I think yeah. it could be uncomfortable for Gonzaga.
0: Um, yes, I think that's – I think that's true. I think Gonzaga will win. I think Gonzaga will be meeting up with Florida State. And oh wait, hold on. Yes, sorry, that's the East. Okay. Uh, I wasn't high on Alabama, and I had Florida State uh, going. So that, and then in the other one, I mean, I'm with you. It's it's going to be Loyola versus Baylor. So.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I think Baylor's done nothing to dispel the the idea that they. You know, second or third best team in the country. So, yeah, I mean, Nova has been playing well, though. That that may not be a, an easy game for Baylor either. So,
0: well, I uh, I look forward to uh, uh, for next week. We will break down the Final Four if you are if you are able if you if you check your schedule.
1: I'll, I'll speak with my secretary.
0: <laughs> I, I will make sure that my iPad, which I use for information purposes, stops dinging. I finally had to turn it off. So there's there's about five or the last 10, 15 minutes. There's a few little dings. Maybe
1: hopefully
0: not uh, too well, but uh, I'll make sure that's, uh, that's that. But I want to thank you for joining me.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. this. Was fun. It was uh, it was fun to um, re- recap and review some pretty terrible prognostications and um yeah. this should be a fun weekend it's kind of a mix of of the things we talked about there's some some high seed you know um heavyweight fights and then there's some um, teams that are just happy to be there trying to move on so it should be really fun
0: just got to remember what you said right
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's that
0: your predictions i mean that that's just it you know
1: yeah um yeah i'm, I'm sure very few of them will come true but <laughs>
0: Thanks again to my special guest, Cody Peterson. We will be back next week talking about the Final Four. And like I said earlier, probably some really bad predictions. No, no, no. There's 16 teams left. We're dialed in now. I'm Tim Kelly. This has been Quartz Fields. Check us out. I mean, you're listening to us now. You probably found us on your favorite podcast application. Share it with your friends, courtsandfields.com. Thank you very much.